we're going to move on to chapter 5 here. This is Deborah's poem. It's 31 verses long, and we learned some fascinating things in this, in this remarkable poem. I don't have much for you on the second page. I'm just going to let you write things down. If you, if you find them interesting, and if you don't, you don't, that's okay. But a few things. On, for one thing, she's a great poet. On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang this song. We usually call it her song because she quotes herself. When the long-haired ones an Israelite take the lead, I think this would be long-haired in the biblical term and not in the 1960s term, right? Or 1970s term. When the, when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. Hear this, you kings. Listen, you rulers. I will sing about the Lord. I will sing with a song. I will praise the Lord, the God of Israel. When Deborah repeats herself, it, sometimes we learn things by just counting the repetitions. O Lord, when you went out from Sair, when you marched from the land of Edom, the earth shook, the heavens poured, the clouds poured down water. So some think that this could be a reference to the Lord helping the people in the days of Moses. I think based on the text of the chapter before and the end of the verse, that this is just the direction the storm came from. Does that make sense? That the storm just came out of Edom. It came from the east or the southeast and then drove up through here. Um, that's, that's where the heavens poured down and the clouds poured down their water. The mountains quaked before the Lord, the one of Sinai, before the Lord, the God of Israel. So, notice he is not called the Holy One of Zion or anything like that. Why not? They burned Jerusalem. They have not done anything in Mount Zion. That's not part of Israel. So, Sinai is where they got the law, and Israel is the name of the, of the nation. So, yeah, she's not going to be mentioning things that were the case later on. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the roads were abandoned. Travelers took to winding paths. This tells us that maybe the judge Shamgar was still living. Israel got relief after Shamgar defeated his 600 Philistines and so forth. But Shamgar would have been on the other end of the, of the, of the nation, down in the southwest. This is in the north central part of the country. So Shamgar, the, the first of the minor judges, does turn up, though it's interesting that it, he turns up in her song here. So maybe a contemporary. Village life in Israel ceased, ceased, until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. So she's emphasizing her role. She was a wife and a mommy, right? We don't know her kids, but she was a mother in Israel. That's not really her picture. When they, oh, and, oh, yeah. When they chose new gods, war came to the city gates. This is her condemnation about Israel. Not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with Israel's princes, the willing volunteers among the people. Praise the Lord. She's delighted with the guys who signed up from Zebulun and Naphtali who joined the, joined the fight and, and took part. 
You who ride on white donkeys sitting on your saddle blankets and you who walk along the road, consider the voice of those who divide the spoils at the watering places. Um, so she's just ask, asking the soldiers, and by the way, what did they have for, for saddles? Blankets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we have an interesting case here of uh, the, uh, the division of the verses where um, we know that uh, in the uh, a little bit before Luther, um, the Archbishop of Canterbury had made the divisions in the chapters and at Luther's time they were beginning to divide, to divide the verses um, one into another. The, the, this verse division of verse 11 from verse 10 makes more sense in Latin than it does in English, but there's no reason for us to change it. It just is what it is. Um, I think verse divisions in the Bible are pretty much set, but in our time, have I told you this enough, often enough that you know this? What's the new division that's being considered these days? It's still new enough that it's not standardized yet. It's uh, sub-verses. So verse 11a, 11b, that kind of thing. Sometimes it's pretty clear, pretty obvious, especially in poetry. What should you know, 11a and 11b be, but we don't always know. That just helps you when you're talking about a verse um, or a word in a verse or something like that. I don't know if it'll ever be standardized. You know, will, will somebody come out with a Bible translation where all of the subverses are marked? Wouldn't that be a loaded text? Psalm 23, 1, A, B. Psalm 23, 2, A, B, C. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it'd be tiresome. Um, okay. They recite the righteous, this is back to Deborah, they recite the righteous acts of the Lord, the righteous acts of his warriors in Israel. Then the people of the Lord went down to the city gates. I love this one. Wake up, wake up, Deborah. Wake up, wake up, break out in song. Can I do it in Hebrew instead? Listen for the way it sounds in Hebrew. Uri, Uri, Deborah, Uri, Uri, Debrishir. Closer? You know, Deborah and Debrishir. Debrishir is break out in sheer, in song. So, wake up, wake up, Deborah, wake up, wake up, break out in song. It sounds very similar to her name. So, kind of a cool little additional uh, 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 piece there. Um, and arise, O Barak, take captive your captives, O son of Abinoam. Um, so the people went down. Wake up, Deborah. Wake up is a strange thing for someone to say about themselves. Um, I don't know. Or how many of you have trouble getting up in the morning because you love sleeping? A few? Yeah, I've had loved ones who did that too. I like to get up in the morning, but I, others don't. They like to sleep a little bit. So, okay, that's all right. Then the men who were left came down to the nobles. The people of the Lord came to me with the mighty. So she was approached by more than Barak. It seems like she was approached by many leaders of Israel. Do something about this. Some came from Ephraim, whose roots were in Amalek. 
um, that uh, uh, the, 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 the Kenites, their city had been the capital city of the Amalekites. So that, that's a reference to that. Benjamin was with the people who followed you from Makir. Captains came down. Anybody know who Makir was? He's Joseph's grandson. So Joseph had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. And Makir was one of his grandsons who got put on Joseph's knee in book of Genesis before he died. So that's, one of, that's just another way of saying Ephraim or Manasseh, I suppose. So, from, so captains came down. From Zemulun came those who bear a commander's staff. I, anybody remember um, uh, uh, General Montgomery in World War II? He always had a, a what? A swagger stick. That's a riding crop. You know, he'd carry it with him all the time, kind of a, a sign that he was a commander or in charge or something like that. Colonel Klink had one of those too. Maybe Montgomery is better known than, well, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. The princes of Issachar were with Deborah. Yes, Issachar was with Barak, rushing after him into the valley. So she praises Ephraim, Benjamin, maybe Manasseh or part of it and Zebulun and Issachar tribes that sent soldiers down into this fray okay a couple thousand each in the districts of Reuben there was much searching of heart why did you stay among the campfires to hear the whistling of the flocks in the districts of Reuben there was much searching of heart the Reubenites stayed behind Reuben was across, they're on the other side of the lake. They didn't come. Oops. So she calls them out. Gilead, that's also where Reuben is, stayed behind the Jordan. And this is a peculiar verse that takes some, 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 some wisdom. And Dan, why did he stay with the ships? Not yet. Dan is, is out of place in these days. We're going to get told soon enough what happened to Dan. But they haven't gone, they seem to not be up north yet. So the Danites have, have been trying to dislodge the Philistines, but they're not, they're, and they're, they're not driven out yet. So are the Danites making their way north at this time? Because it says Asher remained on the seacoast, settled in among the harbors. Why did Dan stay with the ships? Does that make sense now? The tribe of Dan is kind of not quickly but slowly looking for a place to stay. And at this time, they're with, the, they're with the tribe of Asher or the Asherites. So I'm not sure about that. But it's a curious statement that Dan stayed with the ships. Zebulun is a people that risked their lives. Naphtali too on the heights of the field. The kings came and they fought. The kings of Canaan fought at Teanach by the waters of Megiddo, but they did not carry off any spoils or silver. From heaven, the stars fought. From their courses, they fought against Sisera. Again, the thunderstorm, I think, is that out of the sky came this rain. This also might be a hint about Sisera's false gods. Did he worship the stars? 
Well, they weren't fighting for him because out of the starry sky came the thunderstorm and the rushing Kaishan swept them away. The ancient torrent, the rushing Kaishan, march on my soul, be strong. Wouldn't that be a cool refrain in a hymn? March on my soul, be strong. Then the horse's hooves struck like hammers as they galloped the mighty galloping steeds. It's amazing how old the photographs get if you just ask your computer for galloping horse. <laughs> what do they call that when, they, when, you, when you create the, the, the Nickelodeon or whatever that was that made that thing go? Curse Meraz, says the angel of the Lord. Curse bitterly its people because they did not come to help the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. So another, another city that did not leave um, like, but like Reuben stayed behind. And yeah, that's actually Stonehenge, but I was looking for a picture, so sorry. There she is again. Most blessed women of, of women be Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, that of tent-dwelling women, most blessed. He asked for water, and she gave him milk. In a bowl fit for noblemen, she presented cheese curds, or whatever it was. Um, uh, uh, when we were working on the, on the Wartburg project, Dr. Brug commented on this verse and said, Are you gonna, you're either going to offend people because people don't want to think about drinking cheese or, you know, or just leave it at cheese curds and let's just move on or something like that. So I, I wasn't the translator for this verse, but I remember the discussion. She put her hand to the tent peg and her right hand to the workman's mallet. She struck Sisera a blow. She crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple. By the way, six actions on her part. Seven actions on his part. He sank. He fell. He lay still at her feet. At her feet he sank. He fell. Where he sank, there he fell dead. So, uh, this, I, if otherwise, this poem sounds odd and re repetitive here, doesn't it? Because it is repetitive. Deborah is a fine poet. This is, uh, she, she is anticipating the poetry style called the staircase parallelism in the book of Amos, where Amos, writing many, many years later, in the 8th or 9th century, Amos I don't know how many times in chapters 1 and 2 he says, for three sins, yes, for four, the Lord has not held back his hand. For three sins of this city, yes, for four. So it's always three, then four, then three, then four. She does it here by doing six, then seven. Show. So she does six things and he does seven. She kills him and he falls dead. Falls, falls, falls. So cool way of, of expressing this poetry. And then we come to Sisera's mother. Okay. And uh, Deborah's way of, of, of putting poetry down here is also ingenious because the mother anticipates the return of her son, but Deborah will not paint the scene. Deborah does not tell us when the mother found out. Deborah leaves the poem with the mother still waiting. 
It's a brilliant way of painting the scene. Can you imagine the movie if then the credits started? You know, and you're like, oh, come on, you know, and, but there they, but so. Out of the window, Sisera's mother peered. She cried out from behind the lattice. More than once in the Old Testament, windows are seen to be covered with a lattice. Why did they cover windows with a lattice, which is a crisscross of something, usually wood? Why would they cover their windows with that? Birds. They didn't cover their windows in glass, so it's to keep the birds out. Yeah, yeah. Art, how many bats this year so far did you tell me? Two? Two so far. Two so far. In church? In the, in the building. In the building. So when, when any of you comes to help with, say, your granddaughter's wedding, don't prop open the doors. Because critters fly in when you prop open the doors. We, we had a bird last summer. A baby bird downstairs. Too young to fly. Downstairs. How did it get down there? Um, I rescued her. I named her Tuesday. And she came to visit my, my, uh, my uh, bird feeder all summer long last year and into this winter. Little, little baby cat bird that grew up. And she's gone now, but she was here for a while. I found her on a Tuesday, so I named her Tuesday. So, yeah. All right, Sisera's mother. Why is his chariot so long in coming? What is keeping the hoofbeats of his chariots? So mom's listening, doesn't hear him coming. Her wisest ladies answer her. In fact, she gives the answer herself. Ah, aren't they finding and dividing the spoils? A girl or two for every man. Please, what Jan and Dean song does that remind you of? Two girls for every boy. Da, 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 da. I got a 94 grand caravan, they call it a woody. Surf city, here we come. Yeah, that's Jan and Dean. You thought it was the Beach Boys, but it's Jan and Dean. Okay. So, and really, and as you read this, as you, as you read the poem, mom is not really thinking about her son's spoils. She's thinking about her spoils. She's waiting for Sisera to come home to give her her stuff. That's what she's really waiting for. Aren't they finding and dividing the spoils? A girl or two for every man. Is that ever gross in Hebrew, by the way? It's not a girl. It's a womb. A womb or two for every man. Ugh. You know. I was trying to think of a different way to translate that. But wouldn't you get in trouble even if you said a blonde or two brunettes for every guy? You know, there's just no way to do that uh, in, in, uh, in our culture. It's just, it's gross no matter what you say. But a girl or two for every man. Plunder for Sisera. Dyed garments. Plunder of embroidered and dyed garments. Two pieces of dyed work embroidered for my neck as plunder. So she mentions embroidered. She's, she's thinking, she's wringing her hands. What am I going to get? Ooh, and some, something embroidered, something really cool. What am I going to get? Ooh, dyed garments. She's a little chiasm here going on in, the, in her poetry. And also, 
the two, a girl or two, or for me, two pieces of embroidery. You know, that's, that's kind of the way she's doing this as she's thinking about this in, in her poetry, but she's looking forward to it. And then Deborah just ends the poem. So perish all your enemies, O Lord. May your friends be like the sun as he rises in his might. So she leaves Sisera's mother wondering. She leaves Sisera nailed to the ground. And she talks about God's friends being like the sunrise. This is how majestic it is when, O Lord, our Lord, how glorious is your name in all the earth. Following this, then, the land had rest for 40 years. Can we just quickly run through this? Um, sorry, I, I uh, told you I'd found some comparisons and, and, and contrasting things between Sisera and Christ. They are so unlike in so many ways. So, both Sisera and Jesus said that they were thirsty at the time that they died. Both Sisera and Jesus were offered drinks. We might even say strange drinks just before they died. Both Sisera and Jesus were attended by women as they died. Both Sisera and Jesus were wounded in the head and put to death with hammer and nails. That'd be Matthew 27, 35, by the way. Neither Sisera nor Jesus were put to death inside a city. Both Sisera and Jesus were shown to soldiers after they died. It was necessary to prove that both Sisera and Jesus had died. And at the deaths of both Sisera and Jesus, there's talk about soldiers dividing up the spoils. So, then a couple more. Sisera, the powerful commanding general, was fleeing from soldiers. Jesus, the powerful commanding and all-powerful God, with legions of angels at his command, did not flee from the soldiers who arrested him. Sisera was covered up by jail to help him sleep. Jesus was draped in a purple robe so that the soldiers could mock him. He was also stripped of that garment. Sisera fell asleep just before he died. Jesus rebuked his disciples for falling, for falling asleep. Get up and pray that you will not fall into temptation. Sisera was killed in the tent. The Hebrew word from, for tent is ohel. Jesus was taken away from the temple, and the word for tabernacle is also ohel, to be killed outside the city. Sisera died for his own sins, with his sins on his own head. Jesus died innocently to take away the sins of the whole world. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Sisera's last words were a lie. All of Jesus' words were true. Sisera's followers were all cut down by the sword. Jesus did not want his disciples to carry swords at all. Sisera's mother was left waiting for her son. Jesus took care of his mother and that, that she would be provided for. There are probably more, but just some comparisons and things like that. Anything more on Deborah and what's his name? His honor, at least, yeah, his authority, at least for the time being. It was a major victory. The song is said to be by both De Deborah and Barak, but obviously she's the one who wrote it. Um, so, yeah. 
He's listed in Hebrews 11. Yep, yep, by faith, Barak. So uh, would you call it a limping faith, an imperfect faith, a Pastor Smith-like faith? You know, we all mess up and don't do as God would have us do. Um, but on the other hand, Barak is held up later on. He did, he did do what the Lord asked him to do. He just was, what did you say, a wimp about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, well, it, it's possible, but it's in context with Asher, which is up north. So it's more of those Phoenicians, of 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 up in up in uh, up up in Lebanon. So Phoenicians, either way. But but it's it's isn't that a peculiar line? It just sits there by itself and makes us scratch our heads and. No, they weren't Dan's ships. Yeah. So, and in a way, if, you, if, if that's the detail you focus on, why were you even there? You know, you, you didn't, it's not like they were your ships to guard. Well, maybe they were attacking. Maybe they were tired. Could be. Could be. Or it could be that they were just, their knees were knocking. <laughs> your knees are knocking, oh, Dan. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, Absalom did, but did they in general? I don't know. But long-haired is closer to what the Hebrew has. It's a tough. It's a tough expression. What does what's his name say? That's five two. When men let their hair grow in Israel, or when locks are long in Israel. Other translations. Could be a term for a Nazarite, like before battle. You guys are letting your hair grow, like the, like the, like the football team does in the fall before they start playing. They do their little Nazarite vow. I don't know. But, but um, it's, just, it's just a peculiar word. Um, Yeah, Prince, I can see that, but it seems like long hair or people letting their hair grow. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You've been listening to Invisible Church, the Bible study podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church, New Wall, Minnesota.